This week on Inside Motorsport, we're starting a series of interviews about motoring motorsport clubs across Australia and how they've survived COVID and what they're looking towards in the future. On this show, we speak to Dougal Wilson, the president of the Brindabella Motorsport Club in Canberra. Over the next three weeks, we'll find out more about the club, its members, and the events it holds. I hope you enjoy. Well, this week I'm joined by Dougal Wilson from the Brindabella Motorsport Club. And Dougal, you're currently the president of the club. So where was your background? How did you start off in motorsport? My motorsport career actually started with motorcycles, and that was back in the early 80s and did a short stint with with some circuit riding then, but uh, saw too many friends ending up with lots of broken bones and decided to give that away and concentrate just on life in general until I moved to Canberra. Now, Canberra being the great running capital that it is and my having had an interest in it, I... um, did a bit of looking around and found out that there was this. Uh, there were two clubs operating in Canberra, and one of them was the Brindabella Motorsport Club. So I got dragged into its ranks through officiating to start with, and after a, a period of around about uh, a year and a half or so, I uh, ended up finding myself in the left-hand side of a car, looking at a book and sort of saying, turn left, turn right, and it kind of went from there and got dragged further and further into the sport and further and further into club activities and it's just been going on for decades now. Well your involvement's been for decades. What about the Brindabella Motorsport Club? What's its origins? Well it actually started back in 1970 and originally it started as the Renault Car Club of Canberra Um, but the interesting thing was that uh, at the very first meeting of the club uh, whilst a reasonable number of the persons who were there were Renault owners, there were also quite a number of people who had Holdens and Volkswagens and uh, other various bits and pieces of equipment. So it, whilst the intention was it for, for it to be Renault-based, it quickly became apparent that there were lots of other makes and marks that were were getting involved uh, in in motorsport in Canberra at that time. So whilst it continued as the Renault Car Club uh, up until 1977, uh, of course, through that period, we had the emergence of a lot of um, Japanese cars, the Datsuns, Mitsubishis, which were then Chryslers, Fords coming through. So through the changing nature of uh, the vehicles and the fact that it was still involving Renault, but there were a lot more other makes in there, um, the club actually went, underwent a name change in 1977 to the Brindabella Motorsport Club. So that was sort of its transition from essentially 1970 Renault through to BMSC in 1977. Involved in pretty well every major rally event in Canberra or in the region, certainly since the mid-70s with Castrols. And then, of course, we've gone through the, the various iterations of Rally of Canberra and National Capital Rally, plus the plethora of local events that were sponsored by local businesses and the like. It's interesting that although it sounds like it started as an enthusiast club, it actually was holding events and racing right from the get-go. 
Yes, there are quite a number of uh, small events, motocarnas, trials. We do actually have up on our website sort of a contribution from one of the, one of the foundation members, and it was actually a list of the events they ran in that first year. And I think I think all up, it was something like around about fifteen or sixteen events, which isn't too bad in the first twelve months of a of a club. Nowadays. 52 years later, I guess, what is the position of the club and its event capabilities? Uh, There have been quite a few changes. Um, I suppose our true golden period was in the late 90s through until around about 2010-2011. The changes that we've had with the expansion of Canberra and the demands of a growing city, unfortunately, we have lost local area. That was also accelerated by the major bushfires that went through here and actually closed down large sections of forest for extended periods because they were unsafe to enter. We've also sort of found with some of the changes with regards to rallying and attitudes from forestry and management, there has been a reduction in the the amount of forest area that is available for rallying. So that has introduced some restriction in what we do. Also, changes with rallying, the fact that it was very much a grassroots form of motorsport. You could go out and buy yourself a second-hand rally car for $5,000, a helmet, and as long as you were covered from neck to ankle to wrist in non-flammable material and you paid your money for a licence, you could front up on the line. So that's very different nowadays. And even the fact that you look at club-level vehicles now and we're talking about Mitsubishi Lancer Evo 6s and WRXs, VR4s and a, a, a whole plethora of turbocharged four-wheel drive vehicles, which were very much the domain of serious competitors. Whereas now there are, whilst there are those vehicles around, it's just the fact that the money available to to run those sorts of vehicles is very expensive and uh, and new requirements. The other big impact, of course, over the past few years has been COVID. We, as a club, have been fairly fortunate in that we've been able to run our major event, the Netia National Capital Rally. Whilst there have been postponements, we've been lucky that there actually hasn't been a cancellation over the past three years and we have been able to run the event. And as a round of the ARC and New South Wales Championships, it is an important event. Some of our other smaller events, the Naruma Forest Rally, unfortunately, that hasn't been able to run for the past three years. And that, again, has been because of COVID. We've gone through all the processes to try and make that run but on every time we get to within about two or three weeks of the event and there is an outbreak of COVID somewhere the last thing we want to do as a club is um, go into go into a small town which has already suffered um, from the impacts of bushfires and go in and then put that under further strain with introducing COVID. Uh, We have been lucky in the ACT the fact that we haven't had as haven't been affected as greatly by COVID as other regions, but with rallying, there are a lot of crews that come from all over New South Wales and Victoria and even Queensland um, to compete in the events. So border closures has really put a crimp on uh, on our activities. But hopefully, um, we will be able to start picking that back up again. Another one of our regular events has been the Lady Drivers Rally, which is traditionally held in December, and unfortunately, that suffered from COVID as well. What about the operations of the club, monthly meetings, the training and and other things that a club offers in the way of uh, 
like-minded people assembling. Um, unfortunately, yes, that's been heavily impacted as well. I was saying with the um, closing down of venues um, through COVID and also the fact with the lack of events running, it has been sort of hard to maintain momentum with club activities. It really does, at the moment, it comes around to when there is an event coming up and sort of everyone chipping in and doing their bit to get the event happening. But outside of that, you try to plan something and much like the events, you end up with a a flare-up of of the pandemic or with sudden changes to border regulations it became impractical to do some things and other other aspects where it's a case of if people want to be involved they have to travel and taking that in consideration nothing worse than people trying to plan a trip get all everyone lined up transport accommodation and then a short time out it's like uh, it's all off and either they're out of pocket because there are cancellation fees so yeah, being mindful of people's health and safety and also the um, possible financial repercussions of uh, committing to something and then having it not go ahead is something which we had to be very mindful about. I, again, as I said, now that things appear to be improving, we can start to pick that up. I know with um, our own club activities, um, it's getting back on track with running club meetings and the like. But, uh, yeah, it has just been that case of saying, can we risk it? And the answer is no. But also the wonderful appearance of things like Zoom. So there's quite a number of meetings, especially with regards to the committee, which are now done online, and that's actually working quite successfully. My thanks to Dugorm Wilson, president of the Brindabella Motorsport Club. Next week on the show, we look at the BMSC's membership and the events it holds. I hope you join us then. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.